0: Everyone, I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However, you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Michael Artberry. I forgot how to ask you how to say your last name. Thank you for joining me today, Michael.
1: That's all right. That's all right. That's Arterberry.
0: Barrier. Okay, so I wasn't yeah, that yeah. far
1: off. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, not at all. Not at all.
0: So, Michael, if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself, that would be great.
1: All right. All right. So I'm going to do this for your audience. I'm going to tell them a little story that's going to set the table so that they can get an idea of who I am and what I represent. Okay. Um, and the story is about a farmer and a donkey. And this donkey is one of his favorite farm animals because once he finishes working with the donkey on the farm, he brings the donkey back home and he allows the donkey to play with his kids. So you know, just imagine—you know—that he comes down the driveway, the kids come running out the house. They come out, they wash the donkey, they ride the donkey, they pet him. So the donkey is more like a work animal slash pet. One evening, he brings the donkey home. They do their normal. Ritual and he lets him out back into the farm, but during the evening as the donkeys wandering around he wanders and falls into an empty water well on the property. Uh-huh. So when the, Oh yeah, so when the owner comes out the next morning, you know, he calls his name and he whistles and the donkey doesn't show up so the owner starts going around the farm. And he's calling and he's whistling and finally he hears him making noise at the bottom of the well he walks over to the well. And he's like, oh, man, how am I going to get him out? So he went and got six of his friends, and they came over to the well. And they're like, you know, what are we going to do? So one of his friends suggested that they get some rope and pull him out of the well. So all six of them got some rope, and they started to lasso the donkey. They throw the rope, they miss. They throw the rope, they miss. They throw the rope, they miss. They finally throw it by his hind legs. He's smart enough to step in and He steps in the rope. They shimmy it up his body. And they start to pull, they pull the donkey moves, they pull the donkey moves, they pull the donkey moves. Then halfway up the well, they realize that he's too heavy. Once they realize he's too heavy, yeah. Once they realize he was too heavy, they lowered him back to the bottom of the well. And now that farmer had to make a grim decision. Now you see, he can't feed him food at the bottom of the well because that wouldn't make any sense. He feels he can't starve him because starving him, he's more like a pet. He really couldn't really see that. One of his hot-headed friends was like, hey, just shoot him. He's like, no, I can't do that either. So one of his more reasonable friends stepped up to him behind him. And he whispered in his ear, and he said, hey, listen, you don't want your kids to fall into the well. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to sacrifice your donkey. And we're going to cover him with dirt So that the hole is covered, your kids will be safe, but your donkey's got to go. The farmer thought about it for a moment. He says, you know what? I can deal with that. So they all get shovels. and they start shoveling the dirt. And every time that dirt would hit the donkey, the donkey would scream. Every time the donkey would scream, it would cause the farmer some distress. So you got dirt, scream, dirt, scream, dirt, scream. Then all of a sudden, the scream stopped. When the scream stopped, they gave the donkey a moment of silence, but they went back to work. Mordor, mortar mortar mordor. The next thing you know, you see the donkey's right ear. So they start shoveling cartoon style. The next thing you know, you see half his body. They keep shoveling faster. The next thing you know, that donkey walks right out of the well that he fell into. So check this out. I'm going to tell you how he did it. Every time that dirt came across the wall, it would fall on his back. He would shake it off, and he would step on it. And he took every scoop of dirt that was meant to kill him to save his life. Now, I tell you that story because I am the donkey. And what I want to do with your listeners is I want to share a little bit of my dirt before we get into the rest of the show. First and foremost, I, I grew up in a home with a raging alcoholic father. You know, raging with a capital R. This man raised from the time I was born until the time he died when I was 16. Now, what does that mean for a kid growing up? Anytime I got caught up in having peaceful play, sport with my friends, something would always tap me on the shoulder. And it would say to me, hey, listen, buddy, don't get too happy because you got to go home to the alcoholic father. On top of the fact that I grew up in a home with an alcoholic father, I grew up in poverty. Now, both my parents worked full time. So if both salaries were coming into the house, we could have been all right. But my dad's money, he was a bus driver. My mother was a housekeeper. She cleaned people's homes and his money went to drinking. My mother raised four kids with a housekeeping salary. So I grew up in poverty. On top of growing up in poverty, all right, I grew up in a dysfunctional home. The head of the household's an alcoholic. He's running the show. Now, what I mean by dysfunction, I mean, you you understand what that means, but I'm just going to bring you inside my house and let you understand that my parents would have these knockout, drag out fights while my dad was drunk and my mother would just put my clothes on the next morning and send me to school. And so, you know, I was able to, to live in this environment, endure these setbacks, but I used what I went through as a catalyst to do what I do. So what do I do? I'm a motivational speaker. I have my own nonprofit organization where I bring a, a youth development program into high school and middle schools. I do one-to-one coaching um, with, with people around different aspects of their life, around career. And I've used everything I've gone to, gone through. Um, and it gives me this, this burning desire to help people because I was able to pick myself up and do it myself.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
1: so- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Exhale. So- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I am just so fucked <sighs> into your story and the donkey and the dirt and the, just, Wow. wow!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> I, know, I, I knew you weren't ready for that. I knew you weren't ready for that. <laughs>
0: Still, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I mean, considering everything you've, all your experiences, and the fact that you're able to use your platform you're a motivational speaker and life coach the fact that you're able to look at life in such a positive way um because of your upbringing and just it's inspiring and mind-blowing <laughs> and it's why I'm like completely frozen at the moment because it's such it just goes to show the depths of your character as a whole yeah. um
1: yeah Go ahead. You want to ask I, me something?
0: Yes. I, um, considering um, your environment wasn't the normal and typical environment, um, how have you um, took that into your own environment with your family um, based off of what you had to go through as a kid growing up?
1: Well, check this out. So I'm going to bring you in a little deeper. Um, in that, that uh, dysfunctional home, you know, we rarely had heat in the winter. And so I lived in this house, I had boards on the windows and uh, you know, my mom used to heat up my apartment by putting water in turkey basin pans and then we would use the vapors off the water to heat the house. But I'm telling you this because when I was about 10 years old I felt I was falling asleep. And you know, when she would heat up the house artificially it, it would be the oven and the, this water, steam from the water. So she would have to cut that off before we went to bed. So by the middle of the night, you could go to bed and it was warm. By the middle of the night, it was cold. So I rolled over, 10 years old, it was cold. And with tears running out my eyes, I promised myself that when I had my own kids, that my kids would never have to suffer the way I was suffering at that moment. Um, and it, it 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 planted a seed. So. From that day forward, I made it my mission. So, you know, as a 10 year old, it was concentrating in school, trying to do my best, trying to stay out of trouble. And I was able to march that rhythm until, you know, I graduated college. I got my social work degree in college. I married my growing up environment with a social work degree. And I was able to break the cycle. My kids, I show in my presentations a picture of the house that I grew up in. And then what I do is I then show the raised ranch that I live in now. So the beauty of this and what you're asking me about what I've done with what I've gone through is that I have a before and after picture where my kids only have the after picture. So the cycle's broken, you know what I'm saying? And so that was my 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 goal in life was to not pass down, you know, when I say poverty, sometimes people think that poverty is just um money, but it's a mentality. So what I did is I made sure that I didn't pass on to my kids, not only poverty in the sense of, of finances, but also the mentality of being or living in poverty.
0: Interesting. Um, I kind of sort of relate to that in a little bit of way. Um, my dad and on my dad's side family, Um, they grew up in the projects on the Bronx um, in New York City. So um, they didn't have like the fancy dollar houses and live in the suburbs and all that other like, a paper boy down the street. I mean, there might've been a paper boy down the street. I mean, I wasn't born yet, so I wouldn't even know, but um, they had a really, um, their environment wasn't toxic, but they didn't have it easy um, financially speaking. Um, I believe my grandmother was like a nurse aide or something. Um, she was a um, single parent or something. So their upbringing and how they handled their life wasn't exactly stellar, but because of their experiences, just as you're describing it, um, they wanted their children like myself and my siblings and my aunt and her children as well to have a better life and have. So our idea of um, wealth and mentality um, is a lot broadened because we know how they grew up. So we, I I can't put I can't put in the connection quite clearly because I'm trying to describe it perfectly, but it's hard for me to describe it. But
1: um, I, I got you.
0: The point is, we look at our lives a lot with a more open minded nature compared to most. Gotcha. And selfish mentality.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh huh.
0: Um, considering um, what's going on with the pandemic right now, which has really negatively affected everyone involved, um, how have you used your um, platform with life coaching and helping others? How have you, with the season that we're in, how have you um, helped others with what they're going through right now?
1: You know, part of what I teach is um, substitute COVID, Is perspective, you know, and I think that you know what was something that was really beneficial to me as I was growing up and I didn't know it at the time, but of course now that I'm teaching other people. I look back and I I can reflect on it is when you find the proper perspective in any situation, you can find a silver lining or something that you can embrace to 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 not make it as bad as it may seem so. What I've been doing is I've been on plenty podcasts um, actually since COVID, I think I've been on about 150 podcasts. Wow! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I went to a branding conference right before COVID hit. And the guy at the branding conference was pushing that if you want to grow your business, you had to be known globally. So I said, all right, how can I be known globally? So when I came back from the conference, just like I found you, I was able to Google. Yeah, I Googled and found people that had similar platforms and I sent out emails. And so I got responses from the emails and I've been doing podcasts, but I get on the shows. And what I explain to the listener is the fact that COVID was was something for me or what I feel for everyone was to give us an opportunity to self-reflect to reengage life, but from a perspective and a place of where you want to be rather than where you have to be. Now, I say that because I I read a book by Bruce Wilkinson, um, and the premise of the book was the fact that we are all born and we want to be something. But by the time we go through life, we get bullied and people push us off our path and we end up just doing whatever is the right thing to do rather than what we want to do. So I said, with 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 COVID, what people should do is to to think back. Like, okay, I've now lost my job. Maybe it was a job that they love, but it may not even been that job that they really wanted to be at. So use this opportunity to self reflect, and when you re-enter the workplace, uh, find something that that you really enjoy rather than collecting a paycheck so you know that's that's what i've been pushing is the shift of proper perspective and this too that people have to understand that the pandemic now that vaccines and things are coming up when you really look back on it um, i'm 53 years old so you take it's been about a year with the pandemic it's not over but What I've been telling people is once it's done, we're going to look back in our lives and realize that it was just a small period of time. So people can allow their lives to unravel over a small period of time. They got to look at it from the proper perspective. So that's what I've been pushing.
0: I'm glad you touched on that, that there is a silver lining to the circumstances of what's going on. For myself personally, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic a year ago. I'm chuckling because I forget that <laughs> sometimes because <laughs> I've been diabetic for a year now because of the <laughs> pandemic. Um, but considering, like, the, obviously the pandemic and the COVID virus is... A virus that can potentially kill you, having any type of health change whatsoever is like the most inopportune time to have a health change, health condition, or be diagnosed with anything um, because there was no vaccine yet at that point. Um, many people responded to what happened to me differently. Um, they kind of saw it as a curse because I had undergone many health changes and diagnoses and disorders growing up. So to have to go through that when my life seems really put together. I mean, no one's life is fully put together, but my life seemed the worst of it seemed to have been over. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) worst of it seemed to be over. But if I hadn't been diagnosed, I could have died. Um, Right, that's the really sad, unfortunate truth. And I didn't know it was diabetes at the time, but it's simply better than the alternative, which is simply not being here. So I took what happened to me as a blessing, not a curse. That was my perspective compared right. to everybody else's. And it just gave my life more purpose and gave me a chance to live my life more and have God continue to write my story. And yeah. as a result to the um, pandemic, um, many people Had to self-reflect and open their eyes and focus on what truly, truly matters. And many topics of discussion were open, which in probably previous years have been closed, like racial equality and LGBTQ rights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So um, this pandemic really forced the world to pause and really focus and reassess what truly, truly matters. And in my case, I had to have given my life more purpose through my diagnosis and explore different foods and new interests and create this awesome podcast, which wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't been diagnosed. So,
1: wow, wow, wow. And how long have you been going?
0: Um, this I launched this podcast in August, um, and this is like the second season. This is actually like the 71st episode into the season. Wow.
1: Oh, that's so, awesome
0: i'll probably have like a hundred episodes by june um yeah. in the grand scheme of things which is really mind-blowing and once i have those like 100 episode released or whatever i'm going to take a mandatory break from podcasting <laughs> <laughs> because I, I gotta make sure my own the the, the host mental health is in check um yeah. most importantly because then i wouldn't be as effective to my listeners
1: yeah 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 that's good that's good stuff that's good stuff yes
0: so i do have that icebreaker question for you um many of my guests enjoy this question um i kind of stump people sometimes because (laughs) they don't know how to answer it but um we shall see if you could have any superpower that's not flying i have to make this question a little difficult I know people miss flying plus life isn't easy so my icebreaker question shouldn't be easy (laughs) right so if you could have any superpower that is not flying what would it be
1: um my superpower would be to almost be genie like and be able to want people to have um to live a conscious life, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, what I teach to teenagers is the fact that some of the hate in the world is is the foundation of it is that people don't live consciously. They don't really look at people for who they are. They just look at them as faces. So mine would be to change the essence of, of all the hate that's in the world you know what I'm saying um you know during this pandemic like you said the racial issues you know um the hate was there and I think people were able to sidestep it bury it layer it but now because of the time and and it's unraveled and and I think that um you know what's sad is is you know now you speak to people and you're, you, you know when I especially in the business world you know when I'm talking to somebody, my my mind is saying to me like, what which one are they you know what I'm saying uh, do they really like me or you know because you know when 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 all this stuff went down I had to stop following certain people on Facebook and different social medias people that I I, I knew for years because I didn't know that they felt a specific way about certain issues. So, you know, the hate, the hate, a wand, just magic wand. So I would like to do it with different situations rather than just saying, I want to do it just once.
0: That's a good power to have. That's the beauty about this question. Many people answer it differently, sincerity, comical, and use a power they may already possess because we all have powers in our own ways. (laughs) so the power i would like to have um it's not exactly a power but again that's the beauty about this question it could be anything you want really um would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered
1: ooh, Ooh, that's nice (laughs) yeah we we talking martian yes (laughs) martians Yeah.
0: galactic broadcasting take me to your podcast
1: yeah 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 (laughs) listen i'm with you i'm with you yes that sounds phenomenal Uh,
0: that would be absolutely awesome
1: yeah yeah it sure will
0: and you can wave a wand for those intergalactic problems as well
1: yeah, I sure can. I sure can. You know what I'm saying? You, you said I can't fly, but I can create my spaceship so I can go up there and talk to him.
0: Yes. See, there's the silver <laughs> lining? You can't fly, yeah. but you can use a spaceship.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Definitely. <sighs>
0: Well, Michael, this has been an awesome conversation and a really humorous one at that. <laughs> um, do you have any social plugins to tie in before we wrap up here?
1: Yeah, let's do this. If they want to see me or get get to know me better and my motivational platform, have them go to um, and we can put this in the uh, links. Uh, MichaelArterberry.com is my, my motivational speaking uh, website. If they want to see what I do with the youth and my nonprofit, they can go to YouthVoicesCenter.org. That's the work that I do with the youth. Um, my my social media pages will put my name again in the notes. Um, come come visit me at Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. You know what I'm saying. I'm very interactive. Um, and for your listeners, I want to give them a free gift. Um, I wrote a book, and the name of my book is called Be Encouraged. So we can put this in the show notes. If they go to uh, shakethedirtexperience.com, um, they can get a free copy of the book now, just so that they don't throw tomatoes at us. They have to pay, they gotta pay for post So don't get to the page and get mad at me because, oh, he sent a free copy of the book. Listen, it's free. But you just got to pay for the postage. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a little bit of how they can get to me.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Michael, for this wonderful, wonderful conversation. I'm still like emotional and choked up about the whole thing. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes.
0: To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, please speak up. Please don't keep your voices silent. And until next time, bye. Hello, everyone. It is your heart warrior Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you like this episode and would like to leave a rating/slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.